You're in a Fenestration Conversation, where Canada's window and door industry talks about the things that matter to our businesses. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi, and welcome to the Fenestration Conversation. I'm Pat Flannery. Today we spoke with Janice Iglesias and Margaret Webb from the new Fenestration and Glazing Industry Alliance. This is uh, a new association formed by the merger of the American Architectural Manufacturers Association and the Insulating Glass Manufacturers Alliance. And they have combined uh, into a new and much larger organization that's going to serve really anybody who manufactures fenestration, uh, finished fenestration products and fenestration components, uh, both commercial and residential, uh, right across the continent. So we had a good discussion here about the new organization, uh, why this merger happened, uh, what they're expecting to do, who they're expecting to serve, what's looking, what it's looking like going forward, uh, and about their activities and their service to Canadians. So uh, great discussion with Janice and Margaret. Hope you enjoy. So I'm here with uh, Janice Iglesias from, uh, well, formerly AAMA, well, still AAMA, um, but, and uh, Margaret Webb, Executive Director of IGMA. And uh, the two of them are now uh, collaborating. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get into the exact uh, structure there in the new Fenestration Glazing Industry Alliance, I believe it's called, FGIA. And um, we're going to talk about the, the new association that's been formed by the, the joining uh, of IGMA with uh, AMA and uh, in, a, in a new framework. So uh, hi to both of you. Hello, Patrick. Hi. Let's start out, Janice. Uh, why don't you give us uh, just a, a little bit about yourself and your and your role at AMA, and I guess in the new uh, the new group. Okay. So, uh, as you said, it's Janice Iglesias, um, executive director uh, up until January first for AMA, and now as of January first, executive director for FGIA. Okay. I've been uh, employed by AMA for um, getting close to 21 years now, um, have really, during the course of that time, worked through all different levels of our personnel structure, um, as well as all different departments uh, in our operations. So um, I've been involved to varying degrees in everything from marketing to events, um, consulted on product certification, standards development, um, certainly all of the operational things, financial management, um, strategic objective setting, and so forth. Uh, and just really looking forward to moving through the transition to FGIA, and uh, I, I think it's really an exciting future ahead of us. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. That's, it's going to be lots to talk about. Margaret, your turn. What, uh, t tell, us, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and, uh, and I guess your role in the new group. I was with uh, IGMA uh, pre-merger, pre-IGMAC Sigma merger, so I've been uh, was with IGMA right from the start. Um, I was the executive director for the uh, past 18 years um, and still, you know, have some functions uh, with that hat on as we, you know, put the two organizations together. So I'm kind of wearing another hat in addition to the multiple hats I wore under um, IGMA. So in the new organization, um, I'm actually the uh, Glass Products and Canadian Industry Affairs Director. Ah, so. okay. Yeah. So, so kind of, kind of slightly, well, 
sort of different titles for both of you. Um, so why don't we go, we'll, we'll just sort of flip back and forth. Janice, uh, why don't you tell us uh, sort of what has changed? What, what has happened here uh, between AMA and IGMA? You know, AMA and IGMA had many operational commonalities already. And where there were differences, as we looked at how to put the two organizations together, uh, within uh, FGIA, we basically blended the best strategies from each organization to establish really streamlined and efficient procedures uh, and an infrastructure that allowed us to continue to support all of the same program and service offerings from each independent organization. Um, so in terms of services and activities and engagement available to members and how we interact with the industry, pretty much what we'll see is all of the same prior initiatives continued and then we'll move forward looking for additional synergies and ways to expand on that as a unified organization. Okay. And Margaret, where are, uh, well, I, I guess sort of where we are in the, in the process is uh, as of the start of the year, the two organizations are officially merged, right? Is that, is that process completely complete or is there still more to do? Sounds like there's still a few things you're working on. Yeah, there is a, a few things uh, to work on, but, you know, essentially we were ready to go January 1. There was a lot of effort on both sides um, in December. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, we were very proactive um, at doing that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, essentially we're, we're going forward. I mean, yes, as, as you indicated, there are a couple of things, but, you know, we're ready to go. Yeah, I saw the new website uh, is up there and uh, there's, a, there's a logo and a look and everything. It looks really good. Janice, uh, give us the, uh, I guess, give us the elevator pitch on, on FGIA. What, uh, what should people in the, in the, well, I guess, first of all, who's it for? Are, are, are you targeting uh, uh, specific sectors of the industry? Who, who, should, who should look at membership? I mean, really, there's, uh, FGIA will continue to um, have a technical research, marketing, and education focus relative to fenestration products and glass, um, and even more specifically, uh, insulating glass products. Um, so in October, uh, with a follow-up meeting in December, the AMA and the IGMA boards met to develop a strategic plan for FGIA. Um, they established a vision to improve home and building performance through better glass, window, door, and skylight te technologies and standards. Um, so there's still very much a technical focus, but um, obviously a lot of marketing and educational outreach around that. Um, and in terms of companies that can benefit from membership and uh, would be well advised to consider membership. That would really be any companies, uh, particularly in the U.S. and Canada, but any companies doing business uh, in the U.S. and Canada who are producing finished fenestration products or components for those products, um, are producing IG units or components for IGs, uh, primary glass manufacturers, test labs, equipment and service providers, uh, all of those companies will have different ways uh, of finding value in membership with the organization. Okay, so very much on the manufacturing side, not looking so much, Janice, at, uh, at contractors, installers uh, out at that end of it? 
That's correct. Um, historically, AMA has had the installation master's program, which is focused on uh, installers for residential and light commercial construction projects, window and door installers, and that program will continue. Um, but, but right, in terms of on the commercial side, uh, there's no discussion to date of expanding into that arena. Right. Okay. And that might answer, uh, Margaret, a little bit of my, uh, I guess, I guess my next question. Um, you know, we, we, we have a big fenestration organization in Canada, Fenestration Canada, uh, uh, always coexisted with IGMA just fine. Um, and, and I guess that, that maybe that's a point of distinction between Fenestration Canada and FGIA is that, um, well, Fenestration Canada does have window and door fabricators for sure. <laughs> Um, they, they, they also go a little bit out into the, into the contractor side. Do you, how, how do you see the two associations uh, existing in the space, Margaret? Oh, I, you know, I think just much as they have in the past, you know, we're really quite uh, compatible. Uh, the, um, the members of IGMA really were suppliers to the members of uh, Fenestration Canada. So yeah. that, that hasn't changed uh, one iota. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, you know, I don't anticipate there being any major change at all in the relationship. I think it'll be exactly the same. You know, we work very well together, yep. uh, you know, sort of collaborate, uh, especially, you know, in the, you know, the codes and the standards. So that will continue exactly the same, should be seamless. AMA also historically uh, has had a, a very collaborative relationship with Fenestration Canada, yeah. um, sending staff representatives to each other's events. So um, just like Margaret said, uh, all of that should continue. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's that's terrific. Um, the um, uh, maybe staying with you just for a second, Margaret, since you are the the the, the Canada person. Um, wh what do you? What have been the, 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 the reaction from, from Canadians with this? Obviously, AMA's a, a, a much larger organization, traditionally a little bit more in the U.S., um, but, uh, but, but how, how, have, how, how are you envisioning it going forward as far as services to Canada? I, and for instance, are we going to keep doing flipping the events back and forth between Canada and the U.S. like IGMA always did? Um, yes. Now, one of the differences is is that IGMA had two um, conferences every year, and FGIA, uh, the same as uh, AMA, has three. So the plan is to have uh, two in the U.S. and one in Canada. And you know, if you go look at the event page, you'll see that you know that's being maintained. So, for instance, this year. Uh, you know, we're in Fort Lauderdale for the inaugural conference, uh, Chicago in the summer, but Montreal in the fall. Uh, next year, uh, the Canadian uh, meeting will be in Vancouver in the summer. Um, so, you know, that's going to be, you know, much the same. Um, in speaking with um, any of the Canadian-based members, um, you know, I really didn't get any, uh, you know, sort of concerns about doing this. I think for the Canadian side, there might have been a little bit more concern uh, for the Sigma IGMAC uh, uh, right. merger when it occurred. Yeah. But we have, you know, a proven track record of, you know, um, paying attention to both sides of the, uh, the border. Yeah. And, you know, the, the uh, FGIA 
is totally committed to you know both sides of the border. You know, all the all my current activities, code and standards wise in Canada, um, are going to continue exactly as they have. Great. So uh, okay, so Janice, why don't you give us a little, I guess, a little look into the year ahead, and uh, tell us about some of the uh, some of the initiatives and and different things coming up that FGIA is going to be uh, working on. Uh, of course, ensuring that all aspects of FGIA are fully operational during this transition time is a top priority. Um, as Mark stated earlier, a number of the <clears throat> transition implementation steps have been completed, um, but there's still uh, things to be done uh, to make sure that everything is pulled together and unified. Uh, along with that, there's a focus on proactively acclimating the entire membership to the FGIA organizational structure, processes, and evolved benefits. But in terms of specific technical research, marketing, and education initiatives, many of those things have been underway within AMA and IGMA already, and those will continue to move forward. And then we will be looking for ways to to kind of capitalize on having the larger membership, the larger organization to support those initiatives. Um, Janice, were, um, were the are, are the committees more or less the same or, or were there any major changes there? Not major changes. Um, there, there was some change to kind of the top level steering committee structure. All the same content is being addressed. We just reorganized a little bit, kind of blending what AMA's setup was with what IGMA's setup was. Um, but again, I think the major premise is that all of the same content is still being addressed. Um, so there are some shifts and adjustments to where activities may reside within FGIA, but all of those activities we were very careful to make sure were accounted for to have a home and have proper resources and support to continue. And Margaret, things like the, um, uh, there's that workshop that you guys do. Um, you had that one in Plano, Texas. Help me with the name again. It's the IG Fabricator Workshop. Right. That kind of thing is still going on? Absolutely. Yeah, it's already scheduled uh, uh, for November 10 to 12 this year. Uh, so in addition to that, you know, we are maintaining the IGMAC program. No changes to that program and it's operating exactly the same as it did pre-combination. Yeah, and that, that one's even keeping the same name, isn't it? For at least for now. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no discussion about changing the name. I mean, IGMAC is very well recognized in, uh, in Canada, you know, to the point where a lot of the uh, specifiers, they actually specify it by the program name and, you know, all the code officials recognize it. Perfect. That, and, and actually, Patrick, I was just going to say, Janice, that's that's another question for you. Is is you know, AMA standards are are, are frequently referenced. Um, are they going to become FGIA standards, or what's the plan there? No. So to Marg's point, um, the IGMAC, the IGMA, and the AMA brands will continue to be around indefinitely, um, specifically with respect to standards and product certification programs. Um, because in, in all of those cases, there's a lot of historical brand equity and awareness um, and credibility behind those. So for, for an undefined period of time that 
likely to be, who knows, I may be well into retirement by then. Uh, <laughs> those brands will continue to exist um, and there will be many places where AMA or IGMA will appear with FGIA. Um, but there will be certain places where we have the FGIA brand lead. Um, you know, that is the name of the new organization. We will use that as the lead brand for things like education programs, events, um, things like that. Yeah, obviously it would be a, a total nightmare to go back and try to get everybody to change their specifications and alter the, you know, their forms and, and everything to have to have the new FGIA name on the old standards. I'm wondering though, is if, if new stuff comes out, um, would, would, would that would that appear under an FGIA name or, or are you going to retain AMA for the standards as they, the technical standards and, and IGMA for the technical standards as they come out? Right. Yes, that's, that's the strategy at this point is to, whether it's new, revised, to retain the AMA and IGMA and couple that in all cases on all the documents with a, a statement that, um, you know, it's an F, uh, you know, it would be, for example, AMA 2605, an FGIA performance standard. Ah, okay. So coupling them together so that the AMA and the IGMA continue to be the lead brands for those products. Great. Margaret, we had our, uh, th there was a combined event there last summer in Victoria. Uh, I, I was there. It, uh, it, it, it seemed it went very well. Um, I guess, uh, you know, similar cultures really between the two organizations, similar people. Um, look, look, looks like it looks like a pretty good fit, eh? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it is. Um, one of the, the uh, things that we really had in common was addressing both the residential and commercial market. And so that was a real, you know, critical uh, factor in, you know, considering putting the two organizations together was to make sure that both sides of the market would, you know, continue to, you know, be addressed. So. Yeah. Janice, do you, do you see any, uh, do, do you see any differences there as far as the, as far as resident focus on one side or the other, or, or is, uh, has that always sort of been a strength at AMA on both sides? Yeah. AMA has always um, been, very uh, equitably focused on uh, commercial market as well as residential market. So um, we don't see that changing. Um, you know, you mentioned the the joint conference last summer, yeah. uh, and we're very much looking forward to our inaugural event next month in Fort Lauderdale, February 10th through the 13th. Uh, there will be some differences in the schedule for that event compared to last summer because last summer we were really AMA and IGMA meeting side by side. And now with kind of the integrated infrastructure and organizational chart, um, we're able to create a schedule that allows us to, to um, improve minimizing conflicts for members who are attending who have multiple areas of interest. Um, we have a lot of fun social events that are planned. At our opening general session, we're gonna have our big brand launch where we reveal the actual FGIA logo. Um, so far, everything that's been out in the marketplace has really been just kind of a text representation. Um, and the, the logo as well as kind of an FGIA promotional video that will all be revealed as part of our big brand launch at our opening general session in February. 
No, fantastic. Yeah, and that that the, the the social events can be fun too. Uh, I I I remember the scavenger hunt in Victoria was <laughs> that was that was that was that was interesting. Yes, we definitely like to have fun. And our conference for uh, next month is Havana Nights themed. Oh, so nice. our awards banquet, hopefully, um, we'll have lots of people who kind of dress up to to support that theme. And we have a beach party on um, Wednesday evening. We'll do some sand, you know, friendly sandcastle building competitions. Um, mm -hmm. Should be a lot of fun. Now, Fort Lauderdale in February, that's, that's going to attract the Canadians for sure. Um, Margaret, why don't you tell us uh, if people want to find out more about uh, FGIA, uh, where, where they have to go and what they have to do? Uh, well, we do have um, sort of a, a launch page, but both uh, websites are actually um, still operational. Um, we will be looking uh, later on at totally combining the two websites. But, um, you know, if you go to either of the websites, you can, you know, jump from the igmaonline.org. Uh, to get the meeting information or, you know, go to, you know, amanet.org or fgiaonline.org and all the information is there. Great stuff. Well, listen, thank, thanks to both of you for, uh, for coming on and, uh, and giving us all the update on the, on the new organization. I think it's going to drive uh, a lot of interest. Uh, people will be, uh, will be curious, I'm sure, and uh, certainly encouraging everybody to uh, take a look at uh, maybe trying to get down to get down to Fort Lauderdale this year and, uh, and, 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 and see the combined thing. So thanks a lot to both of you. Well, thanks so much for having us, Patrick. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. You can find this episode and past episodes at fenestrationreview.com or on the major podcasting services. Fenestration Conversation is a presentation of Fenestration Review Magazine and Annex Business Media.